As Earth Keepers, we hold wisdom about our planet within our bodies learned through lifetimes of experience on Earth and throughout the cosmos. I'm Amy Dempster, a shamanic practitioner and your host for the Earth Keepers podcast, and I'm on a journey to reconnect with my soul family, the other Earth Keepers, grid workers, portal tenders, land stewards, and nature lovers around the world. On this podcast, you won't find gurus or dogma, just a safe space where I share personal stories from my spiritual journey. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Earth Keepers podcast. In the past week, I was pulled back to the story I'm going to share with you today for yet another layer of understanding, which is what always amazes me about doing healing work. Sometimes it can be frustrating to feel like we just keep getting pulled back to work on the same issue time and again, but I find that when we take the time to do that and dig a bit deeper than the last time we visited the issue, we learn something completely new. In this case, it's my feet. If you've been following along with me on my journey for a number of years, you know we talk about my feet on a somewhat regular basis. I seem to forever be working on healing my feet, but when I look back over a longer period of time, I can see how much healing has actually happened. In fact, If you knew me way back, you would have said I was incredibly clumsy. If there was a way to trip and fall, I could figure out how to do it. I tripped over curbs. I tripped up and downstairs. I tripped over my own feet. Honestly, it was pretty comical. I didn't ever particularly injure myself, thankfully. I just fell down a lot. And what's funny is that I didn't even really notice when I stopped falling down. It was only in retrospect that I realized the more I learned about grounding my energy and the more I was forced into doing healing work with my feet after an actual injury, the less I fell down. I might have even been my husband who pointed it out at some point when we were hiking and I told him I was being careful so I wouldn't fall. And he said, when was the last time you even fell down? And then we both stopped and thought about it, we couldn't remember. I was just continuing to behave as if I would fall down out of habit. I hadn't tripped and fallen for years at that point. But then I did. About two and a half years ago, I was hurrying up a concrete boat ramp, caught the front edge of my shoe, and bam, down I went on my hands and knees. A week after that, I tripped and fell again. But that time I was at least caught by the soft, cushiony moss on the forest floor. However, it was only last week where it was shown to me that these incidents with my feet precede big transformational shifts in my life. Because guess what happened last week? Yep, I tripped and fell. For the first time in two and a half years. It was one of those dumb accidents, too, that don't make for a good story. I mean, I tripped over my own shoes. Dumb. But I went down so fast that it rattled me. But I got up, dusted myself off, and seemed okay. I was a little sore that evening, but woke up the next morning feeling fine. So fine that I forgot I'd even fallen down the day before. 
Two days later, I woke up a little sniffly in the morning and decided to take a bath with my immune-boosting oils just in case I was fighting something off. And when I stood up to get out of the bath, I could barely put any weight on my right foot. For a minute, I was totally confused. Why was my foot hurting? And then I remembered I'd fallen down two days before. But why was it just hurting like this now? I decided to lay down on my biomat for a bit and meditate. And what I was shown is that the pain came back to remind me that I had fallen, but then glossed right over the importance of what the fall was showing me. I was shown that the last two times I'd had issues with my feet were just before a year of transformational change in my life and on my spiritual journey. And I needed to see that with this fall, transformation was coming. In fact, it's not just transformation, but more of an embodiment of new frequencies. And these frequencies are tripping me up a bit until I decide that it's truly safe to embody them and shift into them. It was also shown that the reason all this Atlantis energy has been coming in the past few months is to clear the energy from those lifetimes out so that we can be in this new frequency, which is super cool. I just wish it didn't have to include an injury as a messenger. I mean, an email or something would be nice, right? Anyhow, I had never put those pieces together about tripping over my feet. And my guess is that you may be dealing with something in your physical body that acts as a messenger in a similar way. That one thing that acts up on occasion, no matter how much healing work you do with it. So I thought you might like to hear my story about healing my feet, even though occasionally they still trip me up. So here we go. At least 15 years ago, my feet started hurting. There was no specific incident that made them hurt. And they didn't hurt all the time, typically only when I was wearing a more structured shoe, like a tennis shoe. But it was a stabbing, burning arch pain. I went to the doctor who looked at the flip-flops or high heels that I was most likely wearing during that visit, and he shrugged and said, wear better shoes. Disappointed there was no resolution or plan, I just went on dealing with the pain. When I decided to train for a half marathon over a decade ago, I thought maybe a shoe fitting would be a good idea. Maybe that would solve the pain, I was thinking. I went to the running shoe store in town that everyone recommended, went through a full fitting, and left with a pair of running shoes that had so much support they might as well have had a brick inside. The pain didn't subside. I just dealt with it through months of training, and then ran the half marathon anyway. Years passed. I hiked, I walked, I gardened, and sometimes even ran with the pain. After arriving to Montana, I just couldn't deal with it any longer. There is so much more to hike here, and as you might imagine in a place named after its mountains, it's all uphill, which really pulls on that tendon through the arch, which made my feet hurt even worse. At the time, I had a wonderful yoga teacher whose class I loved going to twice a week. She really tried to work with me on my feet because I struggled to do any standing poses without an incredible amount of pain. She finally suggested I try physical therapy. So 
I made an appointment for a consultation and was told that they could probably help me, even though they weren't sure what was causing the pain either. They quoted me months of therapy appointments and thousands of dollars that would all be out of my pocket. So I decided I needed to think about it. In the meanwhile, desperate to get some relief and staring down a three-day backcountry hike that I had booked months earlier, I booked my first ever Reiki appointment. And it was like magic. I did three days of hiking after that with no foot pain. Was I healed? I mean, I was hopeful, but as the months passed, the pain started creeping back in. No amount of Reiki seemed to keep it at bay for very long. And then one day it happened. Out on a springtime hike, on my very first trip to Columbia Mountain, the pain got worse. Of course, I had no idea this was the beginning of my years-long mentorship with the mountain. Go back to last week's episode if you want to hear more about that story. But as I slowly made my way up the mountain, the pain was going from the usual stabbing hot knife pain that I would try my best to ignore to something totally unbearable. When we stopped for lunch at a waterfall, I decided to take my shoes off and put my feet in the icy water to soothe them. I was shocked when I got my socks off. The insides of both feet and my arches were completely swollen. That had never happened before. And now I was worried. I hobbled back down the mountain very slowly and painfully and decided it was time to see a podiatrist. As luck and divine intervention would have it, a few days later, I was at a business mixer and I met a podiatrist opening a new practice in my town. Done and done. I booked an appointment for the day they opened. And the verdict? Torn tendons in both feet. Great. Who tears tendons in both feet at the same time? Me, apparently. This pain I'd been suffering for years had been tendonitis and could have been healed earlier with the right diagnosis, but I didn't seem to cross paths with the right people at the right time. So now, after years of ignoring the issue, my feet had finally had enough, and now I was going to be down for the count for some time. Months, the doctor said. I was devastated. I had a friend who would be visiting in a month, and we had three days of hiking planned. A month after that was my 40th birthday, and a hike to an overnight stay in a fire lookout had also been on the calendar since last winter. This was going to wipe out my entire summer. So I decided I was going to rehab my feet like it was my job. Physical therapy, twice a week chiropractic care, acupuncture, ice packs, lots of rest. Two months passed and the swelling did not subside. My physical therapist was not happy, and neither was the podiatrist. He gave me a 30-day deadline. Get the swelling down, or I was getting a walking cast. I didn't even want to ask about how that works with both feet. It was all I could do to get out of his office without crying a river of tears. How could my feet not be healing with everything I'd been doing? At this point, I decided that perhaps I needed something a bit stronger to deal with the problem. Energy work. And I know that sounds kind of ridiculous coming from me. How had that not occurred to me until this point? Oof, 
Sometimes we cannot see the forest for the trees when it comes to our own issues. So I booked an appointment with my friend Velvet, who does reflexology and Akashic Records readings at the same time. It's amazing. And part of what I love about her sessions is that she simply opens the records and then guides you through the session with a series of questions. You're the one reading your own records while she works on your feet, while adding in the intuitive messages she's receiving at the same time and helping to guide you through anywhere you get stuck. It's more like a guided meditation than a reading with her intuition guiding the questions she asks you. Anyhow, I booked a series of sessions with her to do a deep dive on what exactly was going on with my feet. I wasn't really sure what to expect in the first session. But in pretty short order, I saw myself on a battlefield in the 1920s in Europe, missing my feet. I began searching for my lost feet, and when I located them, Velvet sensed that there was something hidden with my feet and asked me what it was. I could see that they had locks on them, but I had a key to unlock them. And when I unlocked the right foot, butterflies flew up into the sky. Unlocking the left one revealed an empty box. What's it for? She asked. I don't know, I told her. She quizzed me a bit about how I'd lost my feet in the war, and I realized there'd been an argument or betrayal with my brother. He didn't want me to go to war, and I was thinking about this just enough to be distracted at the wrong moment. I couldn't tell exactly what happened, but As a result, I lost my feet in an accident. This was like an aha moment to me as to why I have issues with both feet in this lifetime and not just one. I realized in the journey that the severed feet needed to be buried. I saw a large oak tree on a hill and buried the feet in the empty box. I was told that it was an offering for the earth. We then continued along in our journey during this session. That's when I found a little girl with giant, hairy, ugly feet. She didn't fit in at all. Now, if you've listened to my episode about my experiences with Bigfoot at Krauss Basin, you'll know exactly who this little girl is. But this was the first time I saw her in a journey, nearly five years ago now. The place I saw her at felt like a long time ago in a land far, far away. She lived in a small house with a thatched roof and had a plant she could climb to the sky, just like Jack and the Beanstalk. A dragon lived in the clouds that she liked to visit, but her mother did not approve of this friendship. So I sat with the little girl and comforted her. I gave her some of the mothering love that she didn't feel like she had and invited her to rejoin me and heal. She was a bit reluctant at first, but decided to trust me. And if you're familiar with shamanic healing, this is what happens in a soul retrieval. You're bringing a piece of yourself that was left in another time and place back to your current life to be healed and integrated. And this is the perfect example of how some of these soul fragments are in other timelines altogether. As the session came to a close, I was given some homework. Practice being more aware of my surroundings ground my energy through my feet into the earth. Because of the energetic separation from my feet, I sometimes try to hold too much energy in my body. 
I needed to visualize my feet being attached to my body and then grounding through that. This pretty much explains all the tripping and falling through most of my younger years. Energetically, my feet were still missing, so it was easy to trip over them in this lifetime. Now, I would love to tell you that I was magically healed after this one session, but if you've done any healing and soul retrieval work of your own, you know that's not usually the case. This was just the beginning. We met for five more sessions, and I did quite a bit of personal work in between. We visited the little girl often in our sessions, and after a few months, she shapeshifted into another form, my Bigfoot guide, and began to help me to work with the earth grids. Of course, I now know that she's actually another version of me, and we work together in partnership across the veil. Ultimately, it took a solid year to completely heal the tendons in my feet. But after the energetic work, the swelling and pain subsided, and I was spared from the dreaded boot, or two boots as the case may have been. I now have custom orthotics for my shoes and am paying the price for all those years of fabulous high heels by now being required to wear comfortable, sensible, and sometimes ugly shoes every day of my life. Although, as the years have passed, I do cheat a bit. So don't tell my podiatrist if you see me out and about in flip-flops. The more energy work I've done around healing and integrating issues with my feet in other lifetimes, the stronger my feet have gotten in this lifetime. So the occasional flat shoe doesn't do as much damage as it used to. And here's the real lesson I learned. In retrospect, I wish I hadn't spent so much time and money trying to physically heal my feet. It was an expensive lesson in trusting my own intuition. I did it all on autopilot without pausing and asking what I really needed to heal this issue. The podiatrist and physical therapy and chiropractic care weren't actually helping. Ultimately, what helped was staying off my feet, using ice packs for the swelling, along with energy work and past life healing. Now, of course, that is not the case for every single physical issue. But I was really frustrated with myself at the time when I realized that I'd spent months just trusting what all the medical professionals were telling me, even though my body wasn't responding in the way they said it should. They just wanted me to keep going, book more appointments, keep working at it, when really, I needed to listen to what my body was making abundantly clear. I also had to laugh at myself as I put all of the pieces together around this healing journey. As it turns out, I may be just slightly obsessed with having feet in this life. I just hadn't totally noticed. For years, I hadn't gone more than a few weeks without a pedicure. I've only let that habit go in the last two years. What's even funnier is that a number of years ago, as a joke, I started a 365 photo project online. Do you remember when everybody was doing those 365 projects where they would take a photo of themselves every day for a year? It was in the very early Instagram days. But I thought it would be funny to do it with my feet. So I started taking a photo of my feet and posting it every day. It totally caught on, and suddenly, it's how everyone seemed to know me. In fact, I think my feet still have a Flickr page somewhere. 
bonus points to anyone who can find it because I can't remember what it was called or what my login is. But people to this day will ask when I'm going to post another photo of my feet. So yeah, I didn't even realize until after I'd been on this healing journey that I'd created a way to admire my own feet. You know, since I actually get to have them in this lifetime. And although they may not function as well as I'd like them to sometimes, I reserve the right to be enamored with the fact that I have feet at all and that they don't look like Bigfoot feet. My parents have always joked that they couldn't keep shoes on me as a child in any kind of weather. But maybe I just wanted to enjoy seeing my feet and sensing the world through them without shoes. So perhaps the next time around, I will have done so much healing work that I will have perfect-looking, perfectly functioning feet. One can only hope. So there you have it, the long, strange trip in which I mostly healed my feet. And now I also know to pay attention on the rare occasion these days that when I do trip and fall, there's more to that. So I wonder what's in store for me next. Whatever it is, you know I'll keep sharing my stories here on the podcast. Now, before we wrap up, I wanted to share the loveliest note I received from a student in the Earth Tenders Academy. She sent me an email last week to say, I'm enjoying the Earth Tenders Academy so much. It's helped me a lot. Before, it was like I was looking at the energetic plane of life through binoculars that weren't quite in focus, and you helped me see and understand more clearly. The fuzziness is going away with each new aspect you cover. Thank you. I just love hearing how the Earth Tenders Academy is helping students on their spiritual journeys. I spent years of trial and error working together with my guides to learn how to work with the land in the way they've taught me to do. And... Let's be honest, it makes for some good stories here on the podcast. But in the Earth Tenders Academy, I share what I've learned to help you uncover your own gifts, work with your own guides, and offer your healing energy to the Earth. The Earth Tenders Academy is a self-paced online journey with a supportive community where you'll learn to work with the ancestors, the spirits of the land, and the energies of the Earth to deepen your already strong connection to the natural world. Through the course, you'll learn by doing. Each of the nine modules include one or more video lessons from me explaining the concepts, followed by guided meditations so you can experience the lesson and practice your skills as often as you'd like. You'll also be part of a community. Our spiritual journeys can often feel isolating when we don't know others doing this work. The Earth Tenders Academy Facebook group is a place to share and connect with other like-minded people walking similar paths. You'll also receive ongoing support. You can work through the course at the pace that's comfortable for you. I host two live calls every month for all earth tenders to practice our skills together, answer questions, and chat about what's coming up for us as we do our work in the world. If this work is calling to you, I would love to have you join our community. There is a link in the show notes where you can learn more and join us. Okay, that's it for this week's episode, and I look forward to seeing you right back here next Tuesday. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Earth Keepers podcast. 
I'm so honored to share this journey with you. I would love it if you join me and other Earthkeepers from around the world in the Following Hawks Earthkeepers community on Facebook. To find the show notes, additional resources, or learn more about working with me, go to earthkeeperspodcast.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the multiverse.